Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, we got it. On my block podcast is out. I'm your host, Mike Wall. Thanks for watching. If you're enjoying, hit me up. Mike Wall 68 on Twitter, Process to Perform and Instagram. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff on our Process to Perform channel on YouTube. If you're enjoying this, if you feel like listening to the audio version, I don't understand why you would. Because you can watch all the videos, which are, even this week, we lost the game. It's pretty awesome. Nothing better than watching film. Second best thing to actually play in the game is watching film. Packers hopefully watch this film with uh, and, and take their loves. They lost to uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 34-20. to 20. Baker Mayfield looked like a first pick in the draft. I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, our show is sponsored by Bet Online. You know, all the major sports are in action this week with college football players starting to kick off. Bet Online is the number one destination for all sports wagering information, including news for pro football, the National Basketball Association, upcoming fights, and National Hockey League games this season. So head to the website today to get into the action and see – all the updated odds for the week. Remember to use a promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet line where the game starts. Like I said, <clears throat> it's like, yeah, it's hard to understand. Let me just move these things around here. It's hard to understand uh, how this team finds kind of new ways to uh, – the volatility is just a lot. Let's just put it that way. And then defensively, the volatility is, it's probably at this stage, it's probably safe to say it's too much. There's just too, there's too much talent on the defensive side of the football to allow Baker Mayfield throw for 381 yards. I think he had a perfect passer rating four touchdowns. And when you watch the game, we'll get into it on tape, but schematically you're just going, this makes absolutely, this makes no sense given what you know, what their strengths and weaknesses are. It just, it makes it's it's frustrating to watch. Two main themes of the day. Defensive changes have to be made. Number one, defensive changes have to be made. I'm not one to call people for people's jobs. These are very, very tough jobs to, to, to get. Very, very tough jobs, tough jobs to keep. Um, but you have to look at track record when you make hires. The defensive coordinator's track record was not good coming into this job. And it is there's been nothing that suggests uh, that... It has improved. I think he was ninth in the league, first year here, and it's been downhill since then. Changes have to be made. because, And we'll get into it a little bit later. But Baker Mayfield, who is really for the first time getting an opportunity to be a franchise guy with what I would just call a stable organization, right? Certainly not with the Browns. The the Panthers had a cup of coffee with the Rams. You know, Stafford kind of injured. And he's a good player. We talked about it last week. He's a good player. For 22 for 28, 381 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. He's throwing on time almost the entire game. I'll say that again because it matters. He's throwing on time. It's not like he's going – he didn't have to scramble. He didn't have to pull a baker. He didn't have to go to his fifth read. He's throwing the ball on time. He's looking – if people are wide open, we're not rerouting. Soft zone, playing off, playing behind the sticks on third and three, playing behind the sticks on third and eight. It's one of the best days of his career. He had a career day yesterday. He'll be Offensive Player of the Week this week. We did nothing to disrupt the timing of their passing game. Absolutely nothing. And we, I think we had a handful of sacks. You know, guys made some individual efforts. It's not that you don't have talent. It's not that you're not playing hard. It's it's none of that. It's that you don't have the right personalities for certain positions, and you're not putting them in a position to be successful overall. That's it. You want Baker going through four or five progressions. You want him taking chances. That's the way you get him off. The, you get him off the spot. But for this was not a, this is not a killer offense. I'm going to give you the stats going into the game. Tampa offense going into the game. 20 points per game. They had 34. 304 yards per game. Yards, total yards. They had 381 through the air. 90 yards rushing a game. I think they were about that. Let me make sure. 
Yeah, nine, so 99 yards rushing. Okay? But it's just... It's 452 yards of total offense. 452 yards of total offense. Every cat... That would make you the worst... That would make you the worst football team on the planet in every category. I mean, talking about, you know, scoring, yards per game, etc. No turnovers. When you have games like this, you had four 200-yard rushing games. And now you have a perfect passer rating against you for 381 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. This is a tough business, and you have to make changes. Like, there are people in your locker room that we love watching. Preston Smith. Uh, you don't know if you're ever going to see David Bakhtiari again. David Bakhtiari, though. Uh, Elgin Jenkins. You don't know how many good years these – Kenny Clark. You don't know how many good years they have left. And you can't – you can't spend that time floundering because you're giving up 200-yard rushers every other week, you know, four four times in one year so far, so far. And you give up a perfect pass rating to, to Baker Mayfield. And it's and it's and we could talk about I think Matt LaFleur said a, a couple of weeks ago, oh, there's nothing that the scheme can't fix. Yeah, there is. Or if that's the case, then I don't know who's signing off on the scheme, but that scheme don't make any sense. It don't make any sense. I don't know nearly enough about the Tampa Bay offensive and defensive schemes. I don't I don't watch nearly as much films as, as the coaches for the Green Bay Packers. <clears throat> and if you were to tell me that we're going to play off coverage zone and let Baker Mayfield take his first or second read the entire game and throw on time, I would say get ready to get your ass kicked. That's what happens. Second theme of the day, I think offensively, look, we only scored 20 points. There's a couple things there. But you just have to sit here this season and go, we got a lot of young dudes, and this is just one long work in progress. I think for the entire season, you just like, hey, this is a work in progress. And we have to improve. I think it's glaring to me that we have to improve up front as far as individual execution, individual technique, poor angles in the running game, poor leverage in the running game, not finishing enough. Not that they're not playing hard, and maybe they don't have, they don't have the capacity to finish because they're not in good enough positions to. But that has to improve. But the young skill players on this team, something to look forward to, to watch them develop, something to look forward to. You got Wicks yesterday, six for 97. Tucker Craft yesterday, four for 57, uh, a touchdown. And it's a pretty decent job in the blocking game at the second level. Like, they're they're evolving. Matt LaFleur's not making them block defensive ends anymore. Hey, you can't do that? Fine. We'll make you maybe split flow a couple times on defensive ends or outside linebackers. But we're going to get you on the second level where we know you can handle the linebackers and safeties. So you look a lot better. Our offense moves better. It's fair. Jaden Reed, another good day, six for 52. Jordan Love, up and down, you know, still some footwork things, but I made a couple throws to make you believe. It's a work in progress. You know, first year start. It's just when it's so one-sided one way and you just go, you know, they. I think we dropped, we got to 20, and then they immediately went marched down and scored another touchdown. And you just went, well, that's that, isn't it? And it just was like, a, you know, pot knife through butter. Let's watch some tape. Let's get right to it. Sometimes you got to pull the Band-Aid off. Let me get this all set up. So first things first, I believe it was suggested they had a perfect passer rating. And so here's the thing. On the bottom of the screen, so you can't see Jonathan Owens. He's off the screen on the right. So they're going to single up down here on, on Mike Evans. They're going to have safety help over the top. We know that the you know, – the downside to that is there's going to be some matchups maybe in the passing game we don't like. One of the matchups that they're probably happy about and we're probably not as happy about, or we just, we I know that's why we drafted him, but Rashad White, a running back out of the backfield versus Quay Walker. And they just run like a, just really a high arrow route here or a Texas route back in, open up. And so it's, it's second and seven, and he's going to run for 
Let's just call it 25. 25-yard gain on a Texas route. Why do you get a Texas route for a 25-yard gain? That's not a Texas – hey, Mike, is a Texas route a 25-yard play? No, it's not. But if you got to double up Mike Evans, then it all of a sudden becomes because your single safety, your safety side on the other uh, side of the field where they run the trips, all of a sudden you got one committed over there. You got nobody in the middle to play ball. We had a lot of trouble yesterday with our linebackers and the safeties deciding who's going to take the middle of the field, especially in the short to intermediate routes. Now we're talking about the linebackers getting in the run game. They did a pretty good job overall in the run game yesterday. Talking about our defense because, you know, quite frankly, the, the, the Bucks weren't really interested in running it because Baker Mayfield had a perfect game. I don't know if you guys heard. But we just look at this as far as double teaming and then getting downhill on our linebackers and watch what they do. So Devondre Campbell goes underneath the double team. And I guess they're hoping that Quay's going to play over the top, but he gets caught by the backside tackle and Quay gets pushed back. He's still getting pushed. It's it's almost 10 yards. 10 yards and a shove at the end. And it's like, sometimes guys will go, hey, are you giving this guy too hard a time? No, not at all. Because he could be a good player in this league, but man, you got to change your mindset. You can't, this, this type of play doesn't work in the National Football League. This type of play just doesn't work. You got to be a physical, you got to be a dog to be able to play in the trenches in the National Football League. I know they've changed all the rules. You either can hit somebody or you can't. Learn how to come downhill, make a part of your make a part of your mindset, part of your character. We got third and four. Third and four. Not a single person on the bottom, uh, on the right side of the center is playing. They're, they're acting like it's third and 14. And this is where you go, this got something's got to give. This don't make any sense. So they go, and they went empty a lot. They attacked out of empty and they did a great job. So right here. Baker could throw to anybody on the on the bottom right of the screen, and they're all wide open. It does not make any sense. That's too easy. It's third and four. You're trying to prevent a touchdown, okay? And or excuse me, you're trying to hold them to a field goal at this moment, at the third and four moment, and you're giving up first downs to try to prevent a touchdown. Love the play speed from Quay here. There's some good there, – there's – listen, for everything, there's always – there's there's good qualities. And you love the play speed here. Devondre gets sucked backside with the play fake. So they run the counter route. Quay, because he's not attacking, plays over the top, does a great job. I think we do a great job at the top of, uh, top of the screen, boxing in the tight end. That's a – kind of goes unnoticed, but by boxing this play in and making him bubble out, gives Quay an option. He doesn't make the play, but he makes the play. Great play speed for him. There's stuff to build on here. It's not like the defense doesn't have talent. It's not the problem. Exactly this. When I say that, Rashawn Gary, this is what you, I mean, if you do this, you know, a thousand times, you're going to have more sacks and more sacks and more sacks. So right here, don't go over the top. He goes back underneath. Okay. And gets a hold of Baker, and he ends up. I don't know if he gets a half sack here. Who knows what they end up calling? But the reality is, you make this play because you go underneath Gadecki and you don't run over the top of Mayfield. Now that'll that theme will come back later on, but they hold him to a field goal. It's a big deal. Okay, one of the early plays in the in the game for the the Packers. Good throw, good footwork, quick out. Talked about it last week. Got to keep improving that footwork. Jordan Love does a good job stepping into the throw. Easy throw and catch. Dobbs, nice play. Aaron Jones is back. He makes life a lot better. He's just a look. He's just a better running back than any other option that we have. He's a really good running back in this National Football League. He's he's. You put him in a different situation with a different line, a different offense, different focus. You give him the ball all the time, and he stays healthy. You know, he, his, he's probably looked at differently across the league, but he's a real talent. But I didn't highlight him. I highlighted uh, DeGuara and Tucker Craft because Tucker does a great job on uh, 54. What uh, is that? Devonder David does a great job blocking at the second level. That's an all pro linebacker. Okay. He can't block the defensive end. He's just not good enough yet to do it consistently, but you can block the linebacker. And so what do you do? You lead Josh Myers, let him block the DN. So they run a tackle trap. DeGuar gets up on the safety or the corner. 
And first carry, everyone's going, oh, man, this could be a good day. You know, great throw. Now the big man in the middle, Vita's in. And we just do a good job. This isn't a huge carry. But here's the point. Communication works well. They run split flow. Zach Tom and John Rendon Jr. do a great job of adjusting because Vita moves before the snap. He steps laterally to his left, our right. And they just do a good job of driving him off the ball for two, three yards. And so this ends up being a five-yard gain on Vita Vea. And you it's these are this is positive. This is this is good. You know, you get you get a little pre-snap movement, you make the calls and the adjustments, your footwork's clean, and you get double teams up to the linebackers, and all of a sudden it's second and four. This is great stuff. Second and five, excuse me. Now, the very next play. Come on, Mike. Now we got second and five. And Elijah Kansi kind of takes a, a knee or something. But instead of keep going and just pushing through this, Josh Myers. What's going on here? We go. Josh Myers stays on the block. Hmm. Bit of a technical error. We'll get it here in a sec. Here we go. Yeah, anyway, he's going to take my word for it. Josh Myers stays on his block. So the linebacker runs through, makes the play. Talking about KJ Britt, who's filling in for, for uh, Devin White. They've been doing a great job. Steps. We talk about uh, Jordan Love now, young quarterback. Steps into the throw. Fantastic to Jaden Reed. First down. These are big time plays. Easy stuff. Now count the bodies. I love this play. So you go in motion, and all you're really running is a, is a little guard counter or a stutter look, right, with the backside tight end coming in, following up as as the fullback. But you bring the the wide receiver in motion as well to keep the corner out out of the box. You're not fooling anybody with the outside corner and safety to stay soft so the safety doesn't come into the box quick enough. We do a great job fitting up, get a good double team. Again, first down, Aaron Jones on a second-to-five play. Phenomenal. Okay? Absolutely great start to the, the drive. Get a good double there. On the play side, we end up getting a great double team. But we miss we miss the linebacker again. So the double team works, but John Rennie Jr. doesn't get off on linebacker. And this is a very makeable block. Like there's no reason to miss this guy. It's not like it's this huge chasm. It's not like he it, it's not like you didn't know where he was, was gonna be. You got your out. You have you've done everything right. All you have to do is like turn we just turn it, say turn it into a car accident. Make a hard left and just create a car accident right there. If you do that, he walks into the end zone, and this is a touchdown. Why is that significant? As everybody knows already, now it's third and one. The slant gets – Zach Tom just gets surprised on a slant, so they just slant the play side. Listen, if it's short yardage, you know, people who – fans of football, short yardage, what's the thing that defensive tackles, defensive ends do? They slant on third and one. They try to they try to trick you and you go into a different gap. You got to be really disciplined with your footwork. I've been beaten out a lot. Everybody gets beaten out once in a while. It just can't surprise you like it does here. We end up getting stuffed. So we go fourth and two. So we had a touchdown is my point, okay? We had a touchdown, and he's got the flat look, and he's got him open, and he's got everything he wants. He's got the leverage. Now, this is the hardest throw for Jordan Love across his body, in the flat, away from you know, so left a, a left side of the football field, in the flat, away from him. It's the hardest, so you got to step into it. This is one of those you put your foot in the ground and you fire a rocket across the field. Okay, he just kind of leans, you know, he go back foots this a little bit and floats it over the top. We don't make the play, so we're we're not in. Luckily, Enigbari comes back with doesn't beat the guy initially, but just a great effort. Ball's got to be gone for Baker. Good job by the defense by making him go through this progression this is what we were talking about in the preview show 
was make him go through four or five progressions because it's almost good for the defense that he can do it. Like, in other words, if he was a Tommy DeVito, first guy's gone, I'm out of here, right? He's running the ball right now, second and six. He's probably out too because you can very easily escape and outrun Devontae, uh, Devontae Wyatt out of the out of the B gap on his south side, his right side. But because he can read through the progressions, because he's a, he's a proper quarterback that has the ability to read four and five progressions, he's sitting here reading it out, and it gives you a chance to – I don't even know if you call that a pick, a sack, fumble, immediate. Like, that was a phenomenal play by Anibari. And then because we get to the linebacker, great job here by Rashid Walker. You watch 63. Just gets enough of him here on Tucker Craft. Get him out of the way. Man linebacker, huge play. So you let the uh, so Tucker Craft releases uh releases zero, turns around, catches the ball. Linebacker standing there in man coverage because they're we're down on the two-yard line. Rashid Walker does a great job of pushing him by. Tucker Craft makes the adjustment. We got a touchdown. Honestly, maybe the best celebration all year. Just like starts <laughs> doing the muscle thing, man. He was so excited. He was like water boy right here, slap hands. It was phenomenal. I'm I'm really starting to like this kid. Window throw. So it's seven to three. We come back and we're dropping. So you're in base, you're in base defense. You're gonna drop Preston, Preston Smith. He's reading the eyes of the quarterback. And Baker does a great job. He's got three receivers to the top, including the running back here. So he gets with his eyes, he gets Devondre Campbell to step to Devondre's left and open up. And now he's got window throws. Just a great job of getting a first down by Baker. And you see all the action. Brings, sucks up the linebackers, sucks up the safeties. And now Chris Godwin. It's not even under center, but because of all – we always talk about it. Guard pull, all the, all the flow action from the backside tight end, all of that really forces those linebackers to pay attention and respect play action, especially early in the game. And you know that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are coming off a game they ran for 148 yards. So now we got, I think this is Godwin. Yeah, Godwin up the sideline for 20. It's just, it's a good play call, yada, yada, yada. Safety's already down. So you only got single safety high. It just makes, it's a very, very difficult way to play football. You see Rashad Gary here, just do such a good job of okie-doking the pull. Just makes the guard whiff. Makes the play. Guys are – my point is the guys are playing hard, right? This isn't – you know, nobody's giving up. Now, this is an interesting play. I highlighted you got the safety to the trip side down on the bottom of the screen. But they're really running like a cover three. You see the leverage that Stokes is – Stokes is going to take the high man, right? Flat players by the – I think it's Keyshawn Nixon. So Stokes is given a lot of – Kind of inside leverage. If this is the point man's uh, Mike Evans, who's their best player, by the way, you're giving him about four yards of inside leverage. And the backside, the safe, because you're playing single safety high, unless the backside corner is going to play his deep third, which he does not hear. He sits at the 10 yard line and waits for the in cut, even though I think Koi Walker is standing right there. If you're not going to help the, the safety on the backside, and he's got to make this choice, I think it's Rudy Ford, of whether or not he's going to go across here with Godwin, then Evans is wide open. There's nothing you can do. I mean, with the leverage that Stokes starts with, the quality receiver that Mike Evans has, and then you see up at the top of the screen, there's a guy who a runner wide open in the end zone. Well, there's there's just nothing that can be done here because now we'll look top side. I want you to look at the top of the screen, 10-yard line. You see that backside safety sitting on that in cut. You got your backer there. You got, you got Quake in the middle of the field on the hash waiting for it as well. And what you've done is you've forced this safety to make a decision because that corner is not retreating and covering that final third. So Quay Walker just gets stepped, or excuse me, Eric Stokes just gets stepped by, wait, at this point is a superior player in his career, Mike Evans, who has leverage on him already. He can run to open space. Now you can't have this. You can't, these are the things we got to continue to improve on. You're running a two-man route. You got everybody in. They still manage to get free because they're bringing pressure. And, of course, you're going to bring pressure on a young quarterback, so this can't be a surprise. You have to have options. And I think the, 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 the release guy stumbles a little bit here. But you can't take a sack on first and 10. 
You can't take a five-yard sack on first and seven when you got max protect. You just can't do it. Throw the ball away. Do something. Throw it to the, the ass of the, of, the, of the release guy who's stumbling. Throw the ball away. You cannot take a sack there. You see this play. You got two guys blocking one. You got three guys blocking two. And then we've got one. You got two tight ends that are running trying to take on everybody else. And I think at some point, this is just too much. for talking about KJ Bridges knocks Aaron Jones out of the way. Is that Aaron or is that uh, another one of the running back? I can't see the number. Can't happen. We end up getting a first down. Tucker got the first down. Then he gets this play. And this is where Tucker Craft, this is why you love him. Because right now he's going, he's got, he got the great kick with the leg. That's athletic, right? He looks like he's up high. And then right now he realizes, oh, well, 30 didn't dive. I wonder where his helmet's going to be. And it's like right in the old, I mean, goodness me. So we got three linebackers. Excuse me, two linebackers in a corner. Okay. Now, uh, Devondre is worried about the route. So now we got Quay and the corner just getting – I mean, they don't even touch this guy. They don't make the play. And this is and it's a first and 15 call. So they had, a, they had a false start. I think it was a false start. And then they get nine on the run. And we've been talking about all year. It's a mentality. It's the way that you're – it's – if you're not coaching it, if you're not – if you're accepting it, whatever it is, like this can't happen. Because this this is not a good running football team. I know they had a good week last year. This is not a good running football team, or last week. 90 yards a game on the ground until last week. See, great job of running a stunt here. Stunts were big for us in the pass pro. And the stunt here by uh, the D-tackle of Rashawn Gary gets Gary upfield. I think that might be Kenny that gets a hand on that ball, ends up batting it up in the air. Gets them off the field on third and four. Now, honestly, they're bringing pressure. We don't pick it up. It's a little bit surprising, to be fair. They run it out of tight, like exactly what we said in the preview show. This is where they're going to bring pressure. Of course, they're going to bring it right now. But they end up just letting them take one on the chin and, and letting this thing go. This is the best play in football right now. In the National Football League, the best play in football is throw a fade and hope that the, the ref calls a, a, a flag. Was it a flag? Maybe it was earlier. I, I, I didn't watch it on this. I didn't see it on this tape. But you can tell 29 sure as hell doesn't think it's a, a call. But that really is – that has turned into, unfortunately, right now with the way the refs are going, this is the best play in football. It benefits the Packers. I don't understand how this stuff works. And, again, from a communication standpoint, some of the pregame adjustment stuff you really need to work on. Our man 54 is sitting on the line – the end of the line of scrimmage, uh, Levante David. And they're, they're not accounting for him. And if they're not accounting for him because they're just going to run this, this quick in by Aaron Jones at the bottom of the screen, then this has to go now. Like you have the clearance, you got man-on-man -man coverage here. It's got to go now. And it's a little bit too late. And so right now when he thinks he should be throwing the ball, he can't. And so he's got to throw this away. And it's just little things like that. As you get a more experienced quarterback, like you're just going to have answers for that. And so this is why I talk about it's a learning. It's like this is uh, the whole thing year is like a, a learning and progress session. You go second and 10. Now, this screen game, this has to eat. I mean, goodness me. Now, uh, Jenkins could turn around and block the backside guy who's who's trailing, doing a good job of trailing. He's probably the smart play here is probably to get him. But having said that, there's three dudes running full speed upfield, and they don't make it. And really, if we're being honest, they don't block a single one of them. They don't block a single guy there. Aaron Jones has three lead blockers and gets three yards. Got to be better. I mean, it's like this is the stuff. That's a great play call by Matt Lafleur. That's a great play call. You got to, you have to be able to execute there. You know, Joe Philbin had a screen drill that we ran. We always thought it was funny that we're running screen drills in training camp, and then we got to the regular season and we're like, man, we're really good at screens. And it was like, yeah, because you you trained to be good at them, like you did them full speed all the time. So we got third and six, and we get a penalty. Anyways, turnover, uh, we end up putting the ball away eventually. And so this is a third and three. And I, I pick out these things sometimes because it's just, this is why I think that that maybe we have to, you know, seriously consider 
if I'm in, if I'm sitting in a decision-making seat, I got to just consider some changes. The outside receivers have absolutely, or uh, defenders have absolutely no chance of making any plays here. You got three guys open. You got one at the bottom of the screen, two at the top. Fonder Campbell has to take the flat route, and your D, your DB is playing so far off that it's you know another easy pitch and catch. You know Baker Mayfield has you know twenty two for twenty eight, and you look at you you look at some of these throws, and you're going. A lot of people could make these throws in the National Football League. Similar situation here. You got, I think they're running cover two. The bottom, uh, the, the the corner on the bottom opens up like it's cover two. The slot nickel goes into the middle of the field here and gets gets caught watching. And you see Quay's getting back deep here. And they throw just a perfect ball. And, and you know, I just don't think, I think you're asking, Quay's a really good athlete, but he's got to worry about the backside tight end as well. You're asking a lot if you think he's going to be able to cover all that kind of ground. And maybe you want Rudy Ford to come up and make this play and, and, and you know, you know rattle some, jo some jaw bones. But I don't know what we're protecting on the 50, you know, what is that, the 48-yard line there. That doesn't make a lot of sense, especially with a guy who's got a hot hand. You see it here. The eyes go to the backfield. We're talking about Keyshawn Nixon. And Quay's just got – I mean, he's – I guess yesterday I said – you know, Baker's margin for error and some of the stuff was razor thin. Like, he's making good throws. This throw could go poorly, right? If Quay identifies it a step sooner, if Rudy identifies it a step sooner, if Keyshawn Nixon doesn't stop and he keeps backpedaling. Like, you have to put this throw at a very specific spot, and he was doing that yesterday. So he was dealing. But goodness me. Talk about the stunts getting home. We saw it with Rashad Gary with the tip. Now Van Ness and listen, if I if I'm the defensive line coach, and I'm gonna have Luke, and I'm gonna have Van Ness in on third on passing situations, and this isn't this is first and ten, this, this is a run stunt, okay. Uh, but if I have him in this situation, like I'm, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. This is two minute drill. I'm sorry, this is not a run stunt, but they do these in run stunts as well. But I I'm gonna have him running as many games as I can because it it allows him to play fast, it allows him to be athletic. And it, it, we don't have to focus on his his uh, pass rush capabilities as far as one on one now. So great job! You see why Wyatt's so excited because Wyatt just picked the hell out of Tristan Wirfs. A like, great job by Wyatt. Wyatt makes that play go. Fantastic. So now it's third quarter. Not a great start, guys. Not a great start. Okay. So they come out and say we're going to pressure the linebacker with the linebacker. They end up they end up bringing five. I, it's not more you have enough guys to block but the problem is we don't bounce back we don't do a great job and we did do a great job all day of if you know the right guard's blocking somebody and they loop you got to bounce back and help the center who's got to help the left guard who's got to bounce you know like there's a progression that you know that happens it's like dominoes fall and when that's not happening at a, at a high level and maybe they don't have time in all of these but they have time in some of them and i just don't know if we're doing a great job in that situation and I don't know if we can make checks at the line of scrimmage. Like, there's a lot of stuff we don't know about what Jordan Love's capable of doing, what Myers is capable of calling, what they're allowed to do. When I say capable, I mean allowed to. So we got a third down and seven. You got trips left. Motion by Jaden. And listen, this is, you know, we haven't seen this in a couple weeks. He steps into this throw. But you get down here, and you can see that ain't right. Like, they're not supposed to be standing next to each other. And Wicks is going, what are you doing? Like one of a, like one of these guys is wrong. Okay. And obviously Wicks is under the impression that it's not him. So this is kind of this, some of this dysfunctional stuff where again, whole seasons of progress from an offensive standpoint, we're really going to continue to build. Third and six. Third and six. Baker's having a hell of a He'll take a couple sacks, but he's not throwing the ball away. We drop eight, but we play man coverage. So I think they have two deep here. They end up playing man underneath. Okay, so fair enough. Playing like a two-man, but we're going to drop eight. Here's the problem. Preston goes high. We actually have a good rush here from at the bottom by, uh, by Rashawn Gary. But 
you got three guys on your nose tackle, so Baker can do whatever he wants. Oh, and by the way, I know we're not spying him because we don't. Maybe we're spying him with the with the tackle, which would be amazing. But right now, if he wanted to run for a first down, he's got it. Okay, so this is a you got to pick your poison with defenses. But the thing that's crazy about this play in particular is Mike Evans is open by three or four yards. I'll show this on the other side. Look at the separation, and you're going like. If he's open because the backside safety is supposed to be driving on him, then the backside safety's got to be driving on him a lot faster. If he's open because Stokes is playing him outside leverage way too much, and the backside safety is not supposed to drive on him until later, then you got another issue. It's just you got to like you got to pick your poison. Who who's responsible for letting this this their MVP, their best player, run across the field pretty much unencumbered? Owens ends up, I think, taking him out of the game for the for a play, but it's like it's got to happen faster. It's got to happen faster. Where are your eyes? Like, how are we? How are we? Are we anticipating? What are we doing? When I say this, listen, this is frustrating. If you're, I mean, you know, you're you're doing everything you can. You're working hard. You're playing defense, and they go trips left. It's third and twelve. All right, guys. What do they? What do teams run on third and 12? Twelve. Uh, well, it's empty, so they can't run a draw. They can't really run a screen from here. Although they could chip out and run a screen to Rashad White, who's hipped off the right tackle. Um, we see he has a man coverage. That's a very, very viable play, by the way. But yeah, they're gonna probably run a tunnel screen because that's what everybody else does. And oh, by the way, we can now get our uh, our left tackle, who's the biggest human on the field, out against our linebacker. I feel pretty good about it, right? This is tough. And you just don't see a lot of fight, I think, especially from the outside defender. I don't know who that is, but everybody seems to be – it looks to me like everybody's catching. I could be wrong, and this is – you know, it just looks to me like everybody's catching. So first down, 14-yard gain. This plays right off the tape. Now, they did a great job here, but they added – so they – when I say right off the tape, they showed this a couple times last week. Next report on this play. Uh, to the other side, other side of the field. So they're going to run super wide with the uh, the orbit motion. They're going to run down the down the uh, down the outside at the top of the numbers. They're going to run inside, and then the they're going to run inside the hash by the tight end, and then they're going to take the running back and just run them right down the seam. Yeah, that's that. And it's you know right off the tape. Now they added a wrinkle by bringing that orbit motion and getting him wide again for the. So you have to you have to. Think about staying wide at that flat player position. That's tough. You know, and it happens fast. Again, Baker's getting the ball out of his hands on time. There's nothing to think about there. Now, I just wrote this because, you know, I think Jenkins sometimes, you know, is playing at a, at a at a very consistent level. And this is just a waste of a good block. So I say that because Jenkins, Rasheed Walker does a nice job too. But Jenkins does a good job of moving humans away from where they want to be. And then because the the angle from Josh Myers and John Runyon Jr. is so severe, like it's so flat towards towards us as, as watchers, that uh, 54, David just backdoors him and makes a play at the line of scrimmage. And it's like... That... There's a there's a right way and a wrong way to do things. It's all based on initial footwork and, and pad level, and that's the wrong way. That's just it's just not good enough. And you have to understand the leverage and how things are going to work outside. If you got two outside players in your guard and your tackle, like they're not going to hook them on the outside zone because that's not their job. They're just going to push them out there. It's just, they're going to like the defense is going to try to build a wall. So you have to get vertical movement. Like you can't just run down the, the sideline and hope that the guy doesn't backdoor you. That's exactly what's going to happen. You know, it's just a it's a frustrating game sometimes. I'm beginning to really like this guy, man. Just a great stick move. And then the run after the catch. Damien Wicks. I mean, he's just turn. He's just every week a new guy shows up, and that's what gets you excited, right? That as far as if you're part of this locker room, part of this organization, like I you feel like all these young receivers are going, man, I can eat, I can eat. And Christian Watson's not even playing, but they all just kind of have their little things that they're really becoming standout and unique for. 
I don't know why he runs out of the pocket. Because right here, he, he misses, I think this is 89. Is this Sims? Who does he miss here? Yep. So he misses Sims. Why run out of the pocket? Just step into the throw. You know, you don't need to have running footwork. Just step in, throw the ball, shuffle step. So it's third and eight. This is a great throw. And, and they do a nice job here of running a lead in the trailer. If I go back, so they got, you look at the top of the screen. You got a bunch look. And usually off bunch, what do we know? A lot of times off a of bunch. What happened there? Go back. I'll just let this run through. So a lot of times out of bunch, they'll bring pressure off that, that front guy that's usually um, Antoine Winfield Jr. And they bring it. Oh, wow, they did exactly what they've been doing. We pick it up. Running back does a great job picking up pressure. Now they throw to space. Fantastic. This is a money throw. He has two in a row here. So first, escape outside the pocket. Get going back downfield. Money throw. Absolutely excellent job. And then right here, third and 14. Eludes pressure. You see, this is just carnage on the front. I was glad nobody got hurt here. It looks like two people got it. It looks like Jenkins and Myers get hurt, but they don't. And just an absolute dime. You know, that's contract throws right there. We call those contract. Jaden Reed, great job. Now it's time to tighten up. Okay, it's 20 to 17. Tampa's winning the game. First and 10, fourth, third quarter, four minutes left. Up. And. Unfortunately, they run a nice little seam, just really a playoff of that last play. It's just, you know, they kind of just switch responsibilities here. But this is a very difficult job. Quay's got a two by two look, he's reading eyes. And he just, you know, they get they get to widen because we have the outside defender playing so wide that there's just space to for for that tight end to run into. And so again, it's that soft zone, it's creating space. And you're asking, like Quay's a good athlete, but like you're asking him to do things. Like, I don't know if he's I don't know if he should be breaking earlier. Like, I don't know how much he knows, but there's a lot of room to throw that football considering where they're throwing it. It's just a really good throw and catch by Baker. And it's hard for these guys, because again, that's a twenty-yard, that's a twenty-yard pickup, twenty-plus-yard pickup. Excuse me. We get another stunt here, and actually, you know, Slayton oh, gets such a good jump. Kenny Clark ends up making the sack here. Slayton gets a great jump, great job, three stunts, two sacks, and a, and a, and a batted ball. Now, right here, I brought this up because we're talking about just being in the right situation and trying to have success. Now, what am I talking about here? Devondre Campbell's telling Quay, Quay, you need to get to the middle, okay? Because I have a trips look over here. They're running empty. And it's a little bit confusing because we've seen more empty in this game than we have at other times. They obviously saw something that they liked, and this is probably it. So instead of getting to the middle, so Devondre Campbell's going to give outside leverage, trying to force this guy back to Quay Walker. Okay, but I think that's... Mike Evans that Quay's over next to on the top of the uh, hash there. And so they just run a little arrow and it's bye-bye for another first down. And Devondre is going like, I can't, like, I can't cover Chris Godwin by myself. That's why I'm calling you over, right? Like they have responsibilities over there, but I'm the person, I'm the mismatch. They're going to throw it to this guy. Like, like Devondre Campbell's a smart player. Chris Godwin is better than him at running route. He's Chris Godwin's a better route runner than he is a defender because he's 255 or whatever he is. And Chris Godwin weighs 195 pounds. Like that's, and that's what he does for a living. So he's calling Quay over, but he didn't Quay doesn't show up. And so we got a problem. Got a communication problem that leads to a big play. Another big play from empty here. Empty really messed with us in this game because it really, it always is going to put pressure. As long as you have two linebackers in the game, it's always going to put pressure on somebody. You have five viable receivers. So they go two tight ends. And again, 
you're not picking on, but you're finding, you're looking at where Quay is and you're going, okay, he's too tight inside. If he sticks on the second guy, we're going to run across the field. And usually when you go middle field, open middle field closed, it's a question whether or not you're going to split the safeties or run across the safety's face. But in this situation, he runs across the safe, both safeties face, ends up making the play, gets down to the win yard, they end up scoring a touchdown. So it's not 27-17 is a good answer. Pitch play here. You have numbers. We just make a mistake. I think this is Zach Tom. He goes to the wrong player and lets the lets the safety undercut him and ends up making the play here on Aaron Jones. Like you got a big player. It's a first down, but it's a big play. Now here's the play of the game. I go back. So they score a field goal on that. But that could have been not a walk-in, but you know, you're probably going for 20 yards there if you pick up everybody. There's nobody else there to, to, to make a tackle. So again, we have a communication going on. He's telling Devondre Campbell, Devondre, you have to step out because they've just motioned out to this bunch look. And the inside receiver, you now have he's going to have outside leverage on you if they want to run a little sticker out at the at the, I don't know, you know, just past the sticks on a third and four. So what do they do? They run a stick just past the six at the third and four, and we both missed tackles. I think Devondre might have been going for the ball, but this, uh, this ends up being the play of the game, obviously. This kind of shut the door on the game. And again, is it, a, is it a coaching? Is it a communication error? Well, we see in this game there's a lot of communication errors, um, and then you have to ask yourself, is there just too much stuff in the playbook, or are we not doing a good job of coaching? What's the deal? Oh, I put this in here because, dude, what a unit. Now, look at this guy. I love this guy. Wah. What a stud. I always want to be able to do that like the rock. So we got third and 10. You're 13 yards deep on your run. Now, I know that you see a guy coming free right here, but he's not coming free if you're if where you're supposed to be. You're 13 yards deep on your drop. It's way too deep. It's ridiculous. You're not. This isn't Brett Favre freestyle time. Throw the ball off your back foot. Too high. Not going to make that play anyways. Maybe he's throwing it away. Maybe he's not. And you got a fourth and 10. You got the wrong point. So they're bringing pressure. They show one side, they bring the other. And this is what I'm talking about. And we'll get better at communicating here. So they point to the outside backer who ends up dropping. He's in the he's in the upfield A gap here away from us. And they end up bringing the, the Antoine Winfield again. And then I think that's David on the backside. And we don't do a good job of bumping back. Like we're just a little bit late. So the process is Elton Jenkins guy loops out to Rashid Walker. Jenkins got to bump back to Myers got to bump back to uh, John or um, Sean Ryan. I think is in the game now has to bump back and pick up one of these guys or excuse me. Uh, uh, Myers would be in the a gap. Anyways, they pop through and yet begin a sack fumble on a fourth down. It's like, and this is the hard part about, you know, the young players and stuff. It's like, these things do happen. Um, you want to keep it, continue to improve on that. And if you're, and if you're Jordan love, you want to, if you're going to have a turnover right there, you, you probably want it throwing. In other words, you want to put the ball in play. So that's really the game. And uh yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of kind of there's a lot of kind of ugly there, I I guess is what we should call it. There's a lot of ugly there. But what did I get wrong? Well, let's see. I'm gonna go through matchups and my keys to victory. We'll talk about it real quick. Winfield versus Jordan Love. I think they did a really good job of pressuring him. You see, especially at the end of the game or the start of the second half. There's just a couple times in the game or a handful of times, maybe more than a couple, that we didn't do a good job identifying who they were actually bringing. They did a good job disguising the matchups a couple times. A couple times they brought him off the edge, as, as we saw in that money throw, picks it up and, and makes a really good play. So, you know, you're not going to be perfect on that. The better you get at it, the better you get at picking it up, then your quarterback rating goes way up and people start pressuring you, not pressuring you, or you, you beg them to. And right now, we're just not at that, at that point. Again, I think it's a work in progress. Defending Mike Evans. Mike Evans ended up having hmm, six, four, or four catches for 57 yards. So you could say, yeah, you did a good job at, with Mike Evans, but at what cost? At what cost did you do well? Because, you know, Baker was a, a perfect today, and, and a lot of these throws are pretty easy. And I think at, the, at this point, it's fair, it's fair to say the, the Bucks have figured out uh, how to at least build a game plan or a menu around teams that are going to try to double Mike Evans. Uh, interior D-line versus Tampa O-line. 
look, we had a, a handful of sacks. Uh, they did just okay in the run game. I think they were under four yards to carry. But I don't know that – I like some a lot of the run stunts. Um, it's just hard anytime you throw for that many yards. I, I just – when you watch this game, I don't – I think I call it a wash, like, to be fair. I think maybe you can see the, the, the interior line one. Versus that offensive line, but the truth is they were getting rid of uh, they were getting rid of the, the ball so fast it was just not going to happen. Keys to victory: pre-snap recognition. Um, you know, we talk about uh, identify, communicate, and execute. I think we, you know, a lot of work in progress, right? We still got to work on. We, we talked about footwork certainly. Uh, there was a couple of times that we saw at least once where there was a, a miscommunication as far as the routes that were supposed to be run. You know, we get opportunities in, in the screen game and, and things like and things like, like that on the, on the toss sweep. And it's like the linemen have to do their job as well. Like you got to pick up guys. You got to be able to make plays and make blocks. Number two, attack the line of scrimmage. We talked about the rushing game for Tampa Bay getting back on track. We wanted to make this a one-dimensional game. Well, we did that, and Baker completely blew it up. Like, And, again, I, I can't stress how important it is that when you let a guy like Baker throw on time, he's going to be accurate. And when you make him, you know, fourth progression, fifth progression, when you make him, you know, start kind of wheeling and dealing is when you get the Baker version that we want. Like he's come up here multiple times and lost for a reason. Yesterday he was perfect or darn near at 22 for 28 for 381 and four. Uh, and then win the early downs offensively, you know, you saw early in the game how good it felt when Aaron Jones got that ball. You get two tight ends have good, you know, key blocks and they runs for 20. Feel really good about what's going on. Obviously go down there again in that red zone and have a, a fourth and two and, and that play not to work. I feel like that happened a handful of times during the season, especially the last couple of games. But your, your positions to be successful, you just got to continue con to convert. And you just have to understand there's going to be games when your defense doesn't have it. And when they don't, it's like you can't. I got into a game with uh, with Brett and Peyton in, in Indianapolis. And Brett was like hell-bent on trading scores with Peyton Manning. And for like five series, it was like score, 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 score. And then we had to punt. And Peyton Manning scored like 35 points in a row. And it's, well, the problem is, like, sometimes when you know your defense isn't going to have it, you feel this pressure to perform. And that's why maybe you see some of the mistakes, some of the pre-snap stuff, some of the route stuff. So, you know, so I, I would say that like, you're not down on the offense by any means. And, again, this is, again, a game plan. From a game plan standpoint, you feel good about everything they did. I think they could have done a much better job late in the game with the pre-snap identification of the, of the pressure. But you're also in a situation now where you've got two touchdowns, and really, this is not the offense against Tampa and the pressure defensive top balls that you want to be in um, in that situation. You know, the takeaway here for me, really, if we're just being honest, is like I, it's time for a change at, 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 in the defensive room. They have to, you know, whether it's whether it's the if it's not the coordinator, then you have to explain to me what it is. I guess is the best way to put it. Listener questions. How do you change midseason? So I think, you know, my it's probably in my head because that's what everybody wants to know. Um, number one, how do you change midseason? How do you improve? Well, they hard. I've talked about some some time that I had in Miami and, and how you got better at like tackling, for example. The number one thing is you just and some staffs aren't willing to most staffs aren't willing to do this. Some staffs are willing to do it. But you really have to be deliberate with it. You got to shine a light on the problem. You have to simplify the process of fixing it. So you got to break it down into small components that they can understand and easily access. And then you have to make it a priority. And it's really that simple. I mean, you have there's a methodology to do it. There's a, a progression stack the way to do it. But shine a light, simplify, make it a priority. That's how you get better at, at anything. Think about anything you do, whatever your job is. It's the exact same thought process. We just don't do that because there's a big picture that everybody's worried about. Do I think Quay can become elite? Yes, with the caveat, becomes a more physical player. That's it. You know, there's all this other stuff you can get better at, man. You got to be more physical. It's just you have to. And I'm sure if he was standing in front of me right now, I'd be like, I'll show you how physical I am. I go, okay, that's great. Take on a block. That's what I mean by being more physical, right? It might be just the way you were you were taught how to play because of your speed. But now that speed is at the cost of giving up yardage. So I don't think he's not a tough guy. I think the way that he plays is um, is probably a function of how athletic he's been his entire his entire life. Should we draft all defense? Is the issue coach scheme or all of the above? Um, no, we shouldn't draft all defense. You're definitely an offensive lineman in this draft. Uh, I, I would say, depending on what happens to Aaron Jones, you might need a running back. I think the wide receiver room looks really good, like really good. I love the tight end room. I, I really, really like those rooms. I mean, looking in, in the future to three years. Uh, defensively, though, is the coach scheme. I, I, listen, here's what happens with coordinators and it, all, if coaches get fired. It's because 
whatever the message is, isn't getting relayed. Like they can have the best scheme in the world. They can have the, whatever is supposed to, it's like the, the gap between what is supposed to happen and what is happening is too wide. And that could be the fault of the players not being able to execute. That could be the fault of the staff not being able to communicate. That could be the fault of the staff not being able to, not having the right scheme for, to fit the players. And I think you've got a little bit of all of that, right? So is it is it is it just Goody for, for drafting guys in the first round or second round or third round that maybe shouldn't have been? No. Is it is Joe Barry not know how to coach defense? No. Do his do his do his defensive staff are they experts at coaching like technique like tackling shedding blocks? No, they're not. So like you're missing some things that are really important as a, as a group, and it's like you got to get everybody together in the same room. And go, we need to fix this instead of just talking about it. What actionable items are we going to do to change? They're not doing that right now. If they don't do that, they're not going to get any better. They might get better against some bad teams here, but as you look at the totality of the season, if the Packers aren't successful down the stretch here and they give up a 200-yard rusher and a perfect pass rating in the next you know, two weeks in a row, you got to at least look at the fact that you could have done better. Key areas of improvement for offense. Easy for me. Run game blocking has got to be so much better, particularly the offensive line. Um, quarterback footwork has got to be a lot better. And then the line of scrimmage adjustments, and I think that's a function of like what – Coach LaFleur is going to allow this group as they as they age, right? As they as they get more experience. So not age, but more experience. So what what Jordan Love and the and the and the offensive line, what Josh Myers in the offensive line, what Jordan Love in the receiving group is able to do as far as adjustments to the line of scrimmage. You saw like an easy one was if you're not going to pick up Levante David, you got to be able to run the like Aaron Jones has to be a one step uh, slant or a one step in. You can't be three steps because you don't have time to throw the ball. Uh, how hard is it to interview a D coordinator, dude? Let me tell you something. When you find this is a great question. When you when you get into these things, the level of old boys club, the level of uh, hire your buddy. I'm I'm not talking about the Packers at all. I'm just talking about the National Football League. The nepotism it is rampant and is ridiculous. But the other thing is, and I don't know about this. I don't think this is true for this group. But the amount of people that get hired because they're good at software and they don't know that much about football, like in other words, they're not threatening the the elder statesman in the room, is absurd in some buildings. And so when you say how hard is it to hire, well, listen, everything sounds good. If I if I bring my folder of like how I'm going to teach something or or how I'm going to install something, and you just go, oh, I've seen that. Was, I was with this guy, and he was good, or I was with this guy, and he was – or I was at another place, and I wasn't good, but I didn't have personnel, and you guys have it. Like it all sounds good. But what I'm always interested in is like, I need you to tell me exactly how you're, you, okay, give me this player. How are you going to make him better? And I'm talking about specifics. Have you put the thought into, let's take Quay next year. Quay, how are you going to make Quay better? You, you watch the tape. What's he not good at? What are you going to help him with? How are you going to do it? Who's going to be doing that? How much time are you going to spend? Like, if you don't have a plan for the guys that matter on this defense that are difference makers, bro, you're not, I'm not talking to you, right? Because I, I've heard enough, right? I got a way to do – oh, no, I have a system. It does – okay, I want to know how you're going to make my players better. That's what I want to know. With all the systems, all the scheme stuff, like, hey, we got – there's so many guys that can play Madden. How are you going to make players better? And I don't know how good of a job they do asking that question. They just, or maybe they assume they're going to bring in guys that do that job. I don't know. What can be salvaged from firing the staff midseason? Great question. I think you get a, a you get a you you do a couple things. You shock the system, so you shock the coaches, you shock the players. We really screwed up. We got to play better. You're going to get a bump in performance because of that. No matter who you bring in, because they're going to pay attention to you because they feel responsible for that man losing his job. And you're going to get a fresh set of eyes on what's going on in that room, whether it's an external or internal hire. You're going to get a fresh set of eyes the leadership position on who needs to stay, who needs to go, what they need to learn. Uh, is Devondre Campbell playing well? Is reverting back to the mean? I think he had a really one standout year. He was not a journeyman, but he was a he was a solid player in Atlanta. He became a, a first-team All-Pro here two years ago. He got injured. I, I, think, I think this is what he is. I don't think it's good or bad. I think that's what he is. And then the Sean Ryan, John Rennie Jr., you know, weekly – Question, who should play? Sean Runyon played more this, this week. I don't know that there was a boost in performance. Listen, guys, we'll, get, we'll come out with a preview on Thursday. 
Thanks for watching. Hit the subscribe button on the Process to Perform channel, all that stuff. Find me at MikeWall68. Thanks for your questions, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.